What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, can you guys believe it? We're already halfway through April. I feel like this year is just zipping by. Uh, but the weather just got nice here in Southern California. So we've been taking advantage and going outside more, going on walks uh, with our son. He's been learning how to rollerblade. We've been playing. We got him one of those playground balls that you play like dodgeball with. And, you know, we've been playing handball in the backyard and um, barbecuing as much much as possible so we've just kind of been enjoying this weather it's been really cool um i hope all of you guys are enjoying uh your time i hope this year is going really well and you guys are busy with engagement photos and weddings um but it's just crazy to think that you know we're already almost halfway through 2019 that's that's pretty crazy you know i've gotten some recent uh ratings on the podcast and it's going really well so i really appreciate you guys taking the time uh to leave your messages rate the podcast subscribe if you haven't done so already please do so uh one of the biggest ways you can support this podcast is by leaving a review and a five-star rating and uh, sharing the podcast with your friends. If you guys want to connect with some of the listeners, you can now go on to our Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes below. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo, and you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. If you want to reach out to me directly, ask me any questions, about wedding photography or photography in general and you can also do that if you want to hear if you want to tell me any specific topics that you want to hear on the podcast on today's episode of the podcast i invited the authentic collective to come onto the podcast they are a wedding photography duo located in atlanta georgia and I've been following their work for some time now. They have really great work. I love their style. And I love that they're a strong team, just you know, just like all of us trying to work hard to 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 make this into a business. Um, and I wanted to find out more about them, so I asked them to come onto the podcast uh, so we can learn a little bit more about what they do and what they're doing. So without any further ado, I present to you Greg and Savannah from the Authentic Collective. <laughs> You guys are known as Ember Wolves, is that right? Uh, kind of. That's a username <laughs> I made like in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of stuck with. Okay. Um, I did want to know about it. I was curious about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like wolves, as you can tell. I have yeah. a wolf tattoo. Um, but our business name is Authentic Collective. Oh, okay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I like Ember. A little bit confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Ember Wolves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start off uh, before we start talking about photography and all that stuff? Why don't you guys tell me a little bit about the each of you and how you guys ended up together? For sure. So I'm actually from Canada, um, and Greg's from Pennsylvania. Yep. So it's kind of a funny story, but I was in Hawaii um, just on vacation, and he was in the army, stationed in Oahu. So we met there. He eventually dragged me to Atlanta for his work. And I mean, yeah, the rest is history. 
Yeah. That's we, cool. uh, we lived on Oahu together for, what, three months? And then um, I had an opportunity here in Atlanta. And so I brought her, flew her dog down, and we've been living together. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So neither of you guys are actually from Atlanta then? No, that's pretty typical, actually. Most, <laughs> most of Atlanta is a bunch of transplants. Oh, really? That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you served in, in the military? Yeah, so I spent four and a half years in the military. Um, lived two years in Korea, a year in Kuwait, yeah, and then wrapped up my time in Hawaii. Very cool, man. Well, uh, thank you for your service. I really appreciate you doing that, man. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so what got you guys into photography? How'd you guys get that going? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I don't know. I've just always loved photography. It's just I've always had a camera, and I make my friends model for me. Um, back home in Canada, but I never really took it seriously because I think that like I googled how much a photographer makes and it was like not a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never thought about it as a career. I actually um, went to first year university for engineering, yeah. so totally changed paths when we moved to Atlanta. And I was just doing like photo shoots with models for fun, like just to post on Instagram, basically. Um, and then people just started asking for my prices and I started making things up and charging money for it. And then eventually portraits led into like food photography. I mean, I kind of shot everything under the sun, yeah. <laughs> like, like restaurants, vets, like just random stuff. Yeah. Um, and then eventually couples started reaching out to me and then I got a mentor for wedding photography second shot a little bit and then started doing them on my own. So, you know, like most photographers, you started shooting a little bit of everything and you said you yeah. did like some, some food, for, uh, food photography. So what made you choose uh, weddings over modeling or food photography or anything like that? Well, <laughs> it kind of just worked out that way. Like yeah. it just transitioned to the point where a lot of couples were reaching out to me. And obviously, I knew like wedding photography paid pretty well. Yeah. Um, I followed a bunch of wedding photographers on Instagram, and their photos looked really nice, and it looked like a cool job. So, I think it's you're able to be a lot more creative with wedding photography than you are with taking photos of food, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it just kind of happened. Have you you started shooting just on your own, Savannah? Yeah. Yeah. So, Greg, when did you start shooting weddings then? So it's funny. I actually did the first wedding she ever did with her, I second shot. Okay. Um, neither, I definitely had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. They didn't hire a second shooter. Let me just throw yeah. that in. I was free. <laughs> he was like an I was a free add-on. Um, and so I just sort of followed her, started learning. Um, and then I'd say about six months ago, I started doing every wedding with her. I started doing second shooting. Um, at the time I was still doing retail consulting, so I still had my day job. Um, so I was out of town Monday through Thursday, and then most of our weekends were shooting weddings. Um, and as of March, I quit my corporate job and have been doing this full time. Dude, it's congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you. It was a terrifying move. Um, <laughs> like absolutely terrifying. I spent a lot of nights like not sleeping, um, but I could not be happier. So how... Uh, let me ask you, how did you prepare for that, that jump? Like from when you first started talking about it, uh, telling your job about it, all that stuff. Like, how did you, how did you lead up to that? Yeah. So I set up a budget that I thought like 
if we hit this number, we can make this work um, back in October or November. And we just kept like watching it month over month. And then finally, I think we were in Canada with her family and we sort of told them what our thoughts were. And they were like, you absolutely should do that. You have to do it. Yeah. And so we sort of set a feeler date out there of um, the start of March for when we wanted to do it. Um, and the numbers sort of lined up and we made a lot of substantial change in our lives yeah. to make it work. Uh, we sold our condo, we moved, um, obviously I quit my job. Um, we made a lot of changes all at once, but we had planned for them and so far it's working. We're still not homeless. So <laughs> things are good. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is like we had insight to what we already had booked for this upcoming year. Yeah. So like we had a bottom line that we were going to already make each month and then obviously like getting wedding deposits on top of that. Like we were pretty confident we'd be okay. And the workload was just getting to be a lot for yeah. one person. Yeah. I felt like I kind of reached like the capacity of what I could handle on my own without like expanding any further without his help. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, she had basically given me a deadline of like, you need to pull the trigger by March or I'm hiring a second shooter. Now, did you guys, as far as like financially, did you guys prepare for it ahead of time as well? I always hear two different like, answers for this so i'm always yeah. curious about it yeah well that's why we sold our condo like we knew like we had some savings and everything but we just wanted to have a lump sum in the bank just in case like we had a bad month or whatever like just to give us a little bit of cushion room yeah so we so, absolutely yeah. we, we <laughs> yeah, planned we it, saved for it like we know we have to hit this number every month or we're gonna have a, a bad time yeah but we also have you know, money in the bank that we can fall back on because you don't want to be the person that's in the position where all of a sudden you have all these weddings booked and you're also broke. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. <laughs> and do you, do you guys uh, just shoot weddings? Uh, or I'm, I'm assuming you guys shoot engagement sessions too, but do you guys do like family photos, maternity photos, other stuff like that? Do you still shoot foot, food photography? Um, so I cut out the food photography. Um, I was working for a company that like didn't pay well at all, so yeah. I cut that out as soon as I could. Really, we've only done engagements and weddings lately, except for, it's funny you asked, because was it yesterday? Or two days ago. Two days ago, we did a maternity session, which went like amazing. It was the photos so fun. Are it's so great. Yeah. So probably like get more into that now that we have more time with him full time. Um, so yeah, I mean we're open to doing maternity, family, yeah, anything like that. I think they're a ton of fun. Like we love doing maternity sessions. Um, we're not we're not like newborn photographers. I've talked about this before. Where like I think you know that's uh, newborn photography is like its own category. It's like its own like profession. You know, there's people that Absolutely. that have all these things. Like I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you know, our couples get married, and uh, usually we have like a good. Um, uh, a good relationship with them and they want us to photograph, you know, their newborn session. And we always tell them like, Hey, just so you know, we're not newborn photographers. There's someone out there who does it professionally and, you know, and they have all the things that they need for it. Um, but we're more than willing to do it. It's just, we, you know, we don't have the props. We don't have the machines that keep you warm and all these things. I was like, we just have our camera and we have a ton of patience so we can totally work with it. 
And, and yeah, it's not and, what yeah. you specialize in, but you're exactly. willing to do. Yeah, and we're always honest about that because we're like, we know people that we can recommend, and but most of the time they do end up going with us, and I think it's kind of cool. And, and, and with us, it's always led into like family photos. And I, I personally have been photographing for 10 years now. And I have families that I started with when I started photography and I'm still watching their kids grow and taking their pictures every year. And it feels like it's, re- it's a really cool like experience to see. Yeah, it's going to be super rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long have, I know you just quit Greg, but how long have you guys been photographing uh, weddings for now? So my first wedding um, by myself was, I think it was September of 2017 that I second shot for and then I didn't do um, my first wedding on my own with him until March of 2018. Yeah, so it's been a little bit over a year. Yeah, a year. it hasn't been oh. that long. Okay. Now, okay, before I talk about your business then, let, uh, let me ask you about second shooting. Was that something that you kind of thought ahead of time that you wanted to do? You wanted to get a mentor and, and study that way? Or how did you, how did you go about that? So um, the couple, the first engagement session I did, they were really happy with their photos and yeah. they asked me to do their wedding. Yeah. And I was like, no way, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not liable for that. <laughs> um, so one of my photographer friends, um, I contacted her and I was like, hey, like you can have this wedding. Can I just come second shoot and, you know, kind of learn from you? So yeah. that was the first wedding I did. And then from there, I knew that I needed more experience, obviously, like yeah. to build my confidence and portfolio and everything like that. So. Yeah. Um, I reached out to quite a few photographers to second shoot for just for free. Like I, I think I got paid maybe two of them. Yeah. Um, just to build my portfolio and experience. So I, I second shot quite a bit. And and do you think that really that actually helped you out and everything? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool being able to see like how other photographers um, just handle the day in different mm-hmm. situations and like flashes to like. I feel like photographers are so different in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody shoots different. Even even like photographers that may have like a similar look, everyone's got their own like little quirks that they have and things that they like to focus on. I talk about that all the time. I have my one of my best friends, Eric, he's been on on the podcast before. He um he shot our wedding and I love going to second shoot with him because he is like a 180 different person than I am you know what I mean he's like the complete opposite person I love watching him work and I even pick up like little tips and stuff from him that that I'll use like oh I like the way he does that you know I, I don't even think that way so I walk away thinking like oh you know you pick up little things from from everybody I guess when did when did you first tell Greg that you wanted him to quit his job <laughs> uh, so we were living in California actually and he was working like seven days a week yeah when did you leave 6 a.m and got back at like 10 like it was absolutely yeah, it was strong hours, hours. Strong hours. <laughs> and <laughs> that's when i pitched it to him but he wasn't really having it i was not point. receptive <laughs> <at that point. laughs> um and then yeah it, i mean the transition was really fast after yeah. he put his mind to it and yeah. committed yeah it also took um because really when i was when we were living in fresno um I'd only done maybe that one wedding with you or maybe two. Um, it took a little more experience and a little more um, exposure to sort of 
the unpaid benefits of doing wedding photography where you actually get to experience and capture the joy with the people while they're experiencing it. Yeah. Um, that sort of provided an extra lift and boost for me to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Now, how do you, how did you guys work out, um, working out, working together? <laughs> Have you guys had any challenges like running this business together? I'll let her answer this one. <laughs> Not really. Like, I feel like the biggest struggle for me is like, this is my baby. Like, yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. very specific about things. Yeah. So, I kind of handle all the client facing things like communication and like posting photos, um, everything like that. And he's more behind the scenes. So, um, like the website, SEO, marketing, like everything like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's been pretty good. Yeah, it's been really good. We haven't we don't, built each other yet. Yeah. <laughs> and and I also say we don't have like a a set schedule of like yeah. nothing's methodical. Yeah. So every day is sort of different, um, which keeps things, inter- things interesting for us. And then we do have a good working relationship related to um, like proofing each other's work and making sure that everything's right before we publish anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's It's been really good so far. And, and do you guys uh, delegate specific jobs to each other? Like, do you guys have the, the workload split up? How do you guys do that? We actually have a whiteboard with post-its on it. <laughs> and <laughs> these post-its are color-coded. So I have some, she has some, and that's sort of how our delegation works. And then we have some that are a different color that's just open and anybody can take them. Yeah. Um, and then also as far as like a wedding workflow, I do the initial edit. She typically calls the wedding first. I do the initial edit and then she does the final final proof before we deliver. See, that's really funny. So uh, I started out as the photographer. My wife, she didn't know anything about photography until she started dating me. And she got curious about uh, uh, the weddings and I brought her on the same, same exact way. Like they didn't pay for a second. So I brought her on and she fell in love with it. Uh, she taught, she pretty much taught herself how to edit and now she, I do some calling. She does a hundred percent of the editing. <laughs> she, <laughs> she does all of it. She just, you know, she owned it basically. That's awesome. I'm trying to get him there. Yeah, not slowly really, but surely. I'm, I'm not really big on the editing. I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and I really enjoy the editing. So yeah. it works out. Oh yeah. See, that's, that's good. Cause I, I can't sit in front of the computer for more than like, 15 minutes or something like that without having to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) What's like the industry community like in, in Georgia? I'm going to be honest. We are workaholics, so (laughs) we don't really get out a lot. Not a whole lot. Um, But like the people that I've encountered, um, I'd like, I've done a workshop, um, just meeting through Instagram and things like that. Like everyone's been really friendly and like open to sharing techniques and everything like that. And um, especially when it comes to referrals, like I have a few photographers who like we refer and they refer us back and that's been like a very valuable relationship. Nice. And what about like vent, like other wedding vendors and stuff too? Do you guys, do do you guys build relationships with them like at venues and all those kinds of things? We're working on that. Like we, make sure to share our work every time we shoot Mm -hmm. with all the vendors. Um, But we've only really had one that I can think of DJ that's been at multiple weddings. I'm sure that as we continue to do weddings, we're going to run into the same, same teams. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but so far we've had limited encounters where it's the same vendors yeah. at multiple weddings. Yeah. And I think that's also part of this just being a big city. Yeah. Um, and our weddings are all over Georgia. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, we're in Atlanta and that's where the, you know, the engagement starts, but yeah. typically the venues are all over the place. So um, I think in many instances, they're gathering their other vendors from recommendations from the venue. Yeah. So that's why we end up with various vendors at each wedding. Yeah. No, I, I think you said it right. That big city thing. I mean, we're right here. We're an hour out of Los Angeles and we shoot all over Southern California. We shoot in San Diego. We go out to yeah. the desert. We go up north. We're, we're everywhere. And I think that's just, yeah, there's so many people here. Like they find you from all over. I'm sure it's the same thing over there. Absolutely. Um, what, what is one of the most challenging, challenging things you guys have overcome since starting your business? <laughs> well, great quitting is definitely <laughs> an obstacle of its own. Um, but other than that, I would say just like gaining confidence mm-hmm. while shooting weddings. Like I'm very introverted naturally. So it's been a struggle, I guess, like getting out of that shell and having to actually like direct the day. And it's helpful now to have Greg like, um, direct all the family formals instead Mm -hmm. of me having to like read from the list and like try to shoot them. Um, so that's been helpful. I think that's probably my biggest struggle. Yeah. I have no idea how you used to do that alone. I look at some of the lists and I'm like, Oh wow. We have two pages of family formal. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest struggle we've overcome was really, um, me quitting and doing it full time. Yeah. Um, at least personally, that was a large hurdle to get over. Yeah. What, what, what was, uh, what was so difficult about it? I mean, there was a lot of apprehension, right? So, um, I spent the last, I don't know, seven years since leaving college. And even during college, I had a steady income that I knew each month I was getting this much money. Um, and so it was strange going into a income that was going to be fluid and very much dependent on what we were able to produce and sell. Yeah. And as long as we're continuing to produce quality content, I imagine we will continue to grow, um, which I have no doubt we will do. But yeah. it was, um, yeah, there were many sleepless nights leading <laughs> up to me actually telling my company, like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and what, how did they take it? Um, everyone was very supportive. Yeah. Um, that business was fantastic in the sense that because we were on the road, we became super close with each other and, you know, everybody was like family. So, um, of course people were a little upset initially because, you know, they had invested themselves in developing me. Um, but at the same time, they were all extremely excited to see what would happen and how everything would go. And they were all super supportive throughout the process. That's really cool. It sounds like you guys had, I mean, not just your work, but your family. It sounds like you guys had a lot of support in, in going into this. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, was, that's everyone cool. was supportive. Even the people like, I know my parents were super apprehensive when we yeah. told them, we told them and there was like a three <laughs> to 10 second moment of silence. And I was like, oh, what are you going to say next? <laughs> I'm sure there's so many questions when, I mean, I'm, you have probably asked all the questions when you were trying to decide whether you really wanted oh, to. Or no. <laughs> exactly. How are yeah, we gonna, sure. 
how are, the same questions ran yep. through their head. How are we going to pay taxes? How are we going to get insurance? How are we, <laughs> yeah. we going to make sure we have a budget? Yeah, I'm. it's pretty scary. Um, I always yeah. like to talk about that. I'm uh, hopefully we're planning on quitting my day job eventually. And, um, but you know, I have friends that are weekend warriors and just shoot on the weekends. And, um, I, I always like talking to my friends that are, you know, full-time freelance and, and hearing their stories because everybody has a different story. Um, everybody, but every, everything just comes down to, you got to eventually just, you know, knock the fear and take the jump. Right. So it's always good to hear like the different stories that people have leading up up to that and overcoming that fear i think it helps yeah, those that was, are wanting to mm-hmm. ours was heavily influenced by the fact that we realized if we waited any longer we were going to make some like family choices more than likely yeah. in the near future and every expense would just keep adding up yeah. so this was like the best time to actually pull the trigger and do it while yeah. we're both childless and all we have to deal with really is our dogs <laughs> that's our big expense is make sure we can feed them and ourselves oh i'm sure that's still a handful <laughs> Absolutely. you guys have you guys have two two dogs right yeah we do yeah i saw a picture of them they're really cute <laughs> thank you crazy. yeah they're insane <laughs> i haven't heard them yet so that's good <laughs> that's good <laughs> Okay, so so what's something that you guys do that helps you stay creative at weddings? Because I know a lot of the times, you know, uh, there's in your head there's a list of things that you have to get, and I'm sure one, in our case, one of us focuses more on it than than the other. I feel like, um, but yeah, how do you? What do you guys do to stay creative at a wedding? besides all the regular stuff that you have to get? I think it's helpful now that Greg is full time with me. I don't feel like I have to just run through a list of poses Mm -hmm. so quickly. Like I feel like I have more of a chance to step back, like let him take over and look at the big picture and like get more ideas that way. Um, Whereas before, as I mentioned, I kind of just felt like I had to run through poses and like not take a break at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In addition to that, just because I'm typically second shooting, I have gained confidence in knowing what shots she's going to get. Yeah. So I can be a little more creative as the second shooter, especially during like the ceremony and take shots that I may not waste the time to do otherwise, but I can get in a specific location and take the shot. If it doesn't come out perfect, I know she's getting other shots that they need and want. Um, So it allows us to have a a better variety of images at the end of the wedding. So uh, just out of curiosity, what what do you guys shoot with? Do you guys shoot Canon, Nikon? Nikon? Nikon yeah. Oh, nice. I feel like Nikon's so huge, but I feel like I don't know a whole lot of Nikon shooters. <laughs> Are you guys... Yeah, I mean, there's like, specific reason. I've just always shot with Nikon, so mm-hmm. I'm stuck with it. <laughs> but I just followed her path. I had a Sony uh, mirrorless back in Kuwait, but mm-hmm. then I sold it for a drone in Hawaii because that was more fun to use. <laughs> um, and then when she pulled me in, I just used her equipment, so <laughs> was able to stick with Nikon. Do you do any uh, drone shots for your weddings? No, we've thought about it, but yeah. there's a couple of issues. One, lots of venues restricted. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, my drone, and I still haven't really found one that I've found that's quiet enough, in my opinion, to yeah. use during a ceremony, which is when it would actually be cool to have. Mm-hmm. 
But I have a DJI um, Phantom 4, and it is not quiet. (laughs) Even if you have it way in the sky, it is loud. Yeah, that's true. And I just can't imagine, like, running that during a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the the new – what is the new one called? The – so they have the Mavic Pro. I'm the not two. sure. The two, yeah. Okay, they have the Mavic Pro two now. So I remember I've, I've heard it. It's pretty quiet. What's that? I've heard that one. It's actually a lot, like a lot quiet. Definitely a lot quieter than the Phantom. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we we cannot use my drone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is way too And are you guys? Uh, have you guys looked into the mirrorless system with uh, Nikon? We've been talking about it. Yeah. Uh, I still have apprehension just because it's such a new product yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, I typically don't want to jump into an investment like that until they've worked out the kinks. And yeah. usually that's like a year later or the next version. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Nikon doesn't release cameras that frequently. So I'd imagine it'd probably just be like a firmware update and then yeah. they'd be fine. But I don't like to be the first one testing something new. It's that expensive. <laughs> Looks like you guys you guys know how to play it pretty safe. I like that. <laughs> okay, uh, I've got some just some random questions that I that I collect over time. I'm gonna ask you guys uh, a question, just kind of get your opinion on it. Okay, uh, we were talking about you guys doing like family photos uh, after the ceremony. Uh, it sounds like Greg, you pretty much kind of take control uh, of that, right? The family. Yeah. Photos? So we have like a pretty well-oiled plan at this point where I gather as many of them as I can and let them know I'm going to direct everything. I'm going to read off like what the group is and then I'll tell them left to right, like who's going where. Yeah. And I also make sure they know. And typically I try to actually put my camera down for this period because I don't want anyone looking at me when they're supposed to be focusing on Savannah. Yeah. Um, And that's worked out really well. I also appreciate when we can get the timeline to work in our favor and we actually do those ahead of the wedding yeah. or ahead of the ceremony. Um, super helpful when you can knock it out ahead of time because after the ceremony, everyone sort of runs off in different directions and yeah. then it's a bit of cats and trying to get everybody in one location. Okay. Um, it's super helpful when the timeline works out that we can do it ahead of the ceremony. So, so the question I have for you guys, Ed, um, our family photos after the ceremony is it is it our job to control the family like what if you what if somebody's not there what if you miss like mom and dad or something like that um how do you how do you talk to your brides about that situation like do you, is it is it on you or is it more on your your bride and groom um so what we do is we have like a list of all the combinations of shots that they want mm-hmm. that we make before the wedding so in that scenario, we'd probably just like get all the shots that we're able to. And then, you know, if we're missing like two or three shots, we can just get those at the reception or, I mean, hopefully mom and dad <laughs> would be around at yeah. some point. Yeah. So but it is common for like a grandparent to stray or like some aunt to be off in the distance somewhere that they need yeah. to track down. Um, so like Savannah said, we do try to get the shots that we can. We also never put it on the bride and groom. Um, but we try to find someone that either we've been interacting with throughout the process or that we identify ahead of the wedding itself who can be the point person for going and finding those people. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we have to find a brother or sister to go track someone down, we'd much rather do that than put the stress on the bride and groom. 
Do you guys have anything in your contract that talks about that? Like if you were to miss uh, a photo that they that they really wanted? Yeah, we do. Um, and then it's also communicated throughout. Like we're going to get all the shots that we can. But, you know, if something like if someone's not there or the day just doesn't work out as we planned, mm -hmm. like no one can really do anything about yeah. it. Like we'll do our best, but it's not promised. We're also clear to communicate that anything that we don't get during that specific period of time, we can get during the reception. Yeah. So if they pull us aside and they're like, hey, we want a photo with this person um, later in the night, it's perfectly acceptable to do that. And that's yeah. a good way to work around an issue like that where they're not, you can't yeah. find Aunt Lucy. She's gone. Yeah. Maybe she went and grabbed Burger King for whatever reason. She didn't like what was on the menu. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can get it during the, the reception. Yeah. So you guys make that list like kind of a requirement for them to to get to you guys? For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and we make sure we review it with them after we assemble it because they typically send us a list of names, but it's not structured in the way you'd actually take a photo. So we make sure to put it together and then send it back so that yeah. we, we validate that we get what they want uh, before the day of. Nice. I like that. You, so so we do something similar to that. We, 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 we communicate with with our bride and groom ahead of time and let them know that if they provide us a list with names and the groups that they want, you know, then, then that's, um, we have a better chance of making sure we get every photo of every family member that they want. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, we don't make it like a requirement for them. And like, you know, we don't want to put too much stress on them. That's what kind of how we've looked at it. But I think we're going to start wording it differently, like, like, and asking for that or make it part of, um, uh, you know, when you send off your questionnaire and all that stuff, yep. uh, probably make it part of, of that package so that they can have that back. But what you guys do is you guys actually go back and like double check with them again, make sure that that's exactly what they want. I think that's kind of smart. Exactly. Yeah. On our uh, contract, we also have something that says like if, if we're not able to get a photo because people just aren't like cooperating or something like that, like that doesn't necessarily fall on us. It doesn't fall on the bride and groom, but you know, we can't be held liable for photos missed if, if like we didn't have the opportunity to do it, you know? So that's, Absolutely. that's why I wanted to ask you guys about that. Uh, let me see. I got another question for you guys. You guys said that you guys shoot uh, Nikon. Um, and I saw this question pop up. What equipment is considered professional gear? Should photographers be judged by the gear that they use? To an extent, <laughs> like you need to have good equipment preferably full frame yeah. and like decent glass. I mean, the equipment isn't as important as your talent, but yeah. I feel like you definitely need at least a professional camera. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're charging a lot of money for photography, you need to be equipped. And I think that's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Backup equipment's so essential. Yeah. Uh, especially with the gear we shoot with. Sometimes we yeah. have, so many we have SD issues cards. with SD cards and, yeah, we've had interesting <laughs> issues with our gear, so you want to make sure you have backups. Yeah, no, backups are super important, uh, and I like what you said about you know they're they're paying for like a professional quality, so it makes sense that you know you want to have some sort of balance. I like that answer. You want to have a balance, like the the equipment. You know, you've heard people say like it's not the equipment it is the photographer and it really is you know i have some old cameras that i can still uh take some really great pictures with but i feel like that comes more with experience and and skill and um 
it is somewhat important to have professional equipment because they're hiring professional photographers, right? So that's good. Well, it's also important to think of like what they're doing with the photos that they get. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could probably have engagement photos with like a point and shoot almost like yeah. they're getting that good. Yeah. But if you end up blowing up that point and shoot photo, it's not going to look good. Yeah. And you have to keep that in mind when you're thinking about what they're using their photos for. Like if yeah. they blow it up into the canvas, it better still look good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, I got one more question for you guys. Uh, when, when starting out, I'm sure you guys did a little bit of this. You started, you started photographing like some friends and stuff, right? Uh, did you guys feel obligated to photograph or do you guys feel obligated to photograph family and friends for free? Do you still, do you still feel that way now that you guys have like been running your business a little bit longer and are professional photographers? That's a good question. It's actually really funny because I know that's how a lot of photographers start. Like they shoot their friend's wedding or whatever. Um, I've actually never shot a friend's wedding or family. And we've had multiple people ask us. Yeah. I don't know. We would just rather be a part of the day than photograph it. Yeah. And I also have like a deep fear of something going wrong at a friend's wedding. Like if we're shooting it. So that's just provides so much apprehension to me, like with actually making the decision to shoot a friend's wedding. Yeah. Um, but but it, same, it wouldn't be free though. Yeah. yeah. It probably wouldn't yeah. be free. Um, but at the same time, I think this question goes two ways. Like there's also whenever we go home and visit friends and family, I think every time we take a family photo and like we do feel, or at least I feel obligated to do that at this point in time. Yeah. Um, not that I wouldn't want to anyway, but you know, for us, we're always flying to see our family. So, um, always hauling gear to wherever we go. Um, because yeah, you do feel like you need to take those photos regardless. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's, I think there's a balance there too, right? Cause there's, um, there's times where you, you want to provide that for them. I'm sure, you know, you feel obligated to take that family photo, but you, sometimes you, you want to, because you want to make sure that you get the best family photo out of that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, but there's also friends and family that, you know, may take advantage of that too. So that's, that's always kind of the fear too, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on here and talking with me. It was a real pleasure getting to know both of you. You guys have amazing work. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your plans are for the near future and for your business. Um, so we're actually trying to create almost like a subset of our business, I guess, um, in the educational realm. Mm -hmm. So we're traveling a bunch right now and setting up style shoots throughout like our route and our goal is to set up style shoots like around the states and eventually internationally yeah. and have photographers buy tickets and come shoot with us so that's kind of the, like the long-term goal yeah. i guess and yep. just steps towards that direction nice you're good you guys are gonna have to tell us when you when you're back in california <laughs> so we can go to one We're of actually your actually shows. Be near you in july oh uh, no way yeah, so we'll have to connect. Yeah, we're, uh, are you guys shooting a wedding down here? An engagement, An engagement? Um, in San Fran. And then we're actually going to rent a van and kind of make a loop of Go it. Go a road trip. Mm -hmm. Nice. And you guys said you lived in Fresno, right? So did you guys spend a lot of time in, in like Sequoia and, and uh, Yosemite? When we, when we could, yeah, yeah. Not as much as we wanted to. Yeah. But, 
yeah, we working. Were, yeah, I was working a lot, yeah. but um, yeah, we did get to go to Sequoia, uh, Yosemite. I mean, I I kind of did the whole road trip. Like, I went up to San Fran, all the way down yeah. to San Diego. Yeah, I was supposed to come around, <laughs> but I had to work. <laughs> well, I actually had a question for you, since yeah. you live in California, mm-hmm. um, about, like, what the market is like, like, where your leads come from. Do you use any <laughs> wedding directories or anything like that? Because here, it's, like, heavily influenced by wedding directories. Like, really? wedding wire are, like, a large... Yeah. Uh, number of our sources where they come from so yeah. we're just curious if out there it's the same or where it leads come I, from. I feel like it's uh it's very mixed uh i don't we don't use any any directories um most of my close friends don't but have tried it and um they just they haven't worked out with it they have like big complaints about it and i feel like like you know things like the knot or wedding wire i feel like they they probably do work in more in specific areas, you know, cause so, we're here in Redlands. We're, you know, we're by San Bernardino and my friends that have used it around here, not to knock, you know, the knot or anybody else, but it just hasn't worked for them. They don't get a whole lot of leads from them, but most of our, uh, our clients are, I think it's split down the middle Instagram and our website. So, okay. I, and I think, and I think the website thing is like mostly our, our, uh, referrals. So, so ours are very, uh, like we have a lot of referral based clients and that's where I think they go to the website and then they email us and then the other half is Instagram. But, uh, it's just, it's so mixed. I mean, there's, you know, Los Angeles alone there, the, there could be like 20 million people at one time in the LA. It's so crazy. Yeah. Are you guys thinking about coming out to California? We've considered it. Yeah. Um, really put the bug in us to get yeah. out there. I, you know what? There's there's plenty of work. I think that's that's the best part about California, and, and uh, uh, I think you can base it how however you'd like. I know that the price range in Los Angeles is much higher than what we offer. You know, an hour east over here, but I know a ton of photographers that live out here that have LA prices and they shoot mainly in LA or, or beyond, you know what I mean? So I think you can kind of set it up however you want, but the range is, it's uh it's pretty wide. Yeah. I'm really surprised. It, it's funny how that varies by location, whether those directories work or not. Yeah. So we were listening to a podcast earlier this week and I don't remember where the person was from, but they were like, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. And we've seen completely the opposite. Yeah. So it's oh, very really? Yeah, it works really well in Atlanta. Dude, that's crazy. Actually, like I, I, I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, that's yeah. Tough. Yeah, I feel like Instagram's still a huge source for us. But mm-hmm. looking at our stats from last year, um, I think we booked like fifteen from the knot and seven from Wedding Wire. Yeah, which isn't like a ton, but if you look at like the investment to have that annual listing versus yeah. the amount that we're already making, yeah. From it, it, I don't know. It's worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, that's good. At least out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could work down here. I feel like you really have to try it. I've, I've had enough close friends try it where we're just kind of staying away from it. You know what I mean? So yeah, we're like, yeah, we're getting. You know, we're we're still booking most of our weddings without it. So for now, we'll just kind of stick to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, guys, why don't you let everybody know where where they can find you uh, online, on social media? 
Yeah, so our Instagram is emberwolves, and then our website is authenticcollective.blog. Yeah. Very cool. And, I'll, and I'm going to have all that in the show notes so people can find you. Um, when you guys start uh, putting your styled shoots together, you guys are going to have to let me know so I can shout that out for you guys as well. That will be awesome. And when you guys do come California, to California, let me know. I'd love to connect with you guys and have a drink and, and get to meet you guys in, in, uh, in real life. <laughs> well, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, you know, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode and all the episodes uh, before this, please leave a five-star rating. Leave me a review. That helps the podcast become more discoverable for others to find. And if you want to go above and beyond, please share this podcast with your with your friends. And if you have friends that are interested If you have wedding photography friends or photography friends in general, share this podcast with them. Let them know about it. Have them take a listen. It might be for them. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And if you want to join some of our listeners on our Facebook group, you can do that now. All the links are in the show notes below. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode. We will see you on the next one.